Thank you for joining us today for this special Wandering in the World podcast, where we discuss living out our Christian faith through a Lutheran understanding as we try to navigate our life as followers of Jesus in this world we call home. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our inaugural episode of Wandering in the World, not to be confused with Wandering in the Word, because today we are going to have a little conversation about faith and life in the real world. And so we're kind of excited to be here in our beautiful sanctuary to uh, Mm -hmm. talk today about flags. Uh, There's been some conversation in our congregation about um, where where is an appropriate place to uh, to put an American flag in our church building? Yeah. And so we've been thinking about that too, and thought we would take the opportunity to just kind of throw some more ideas and factors for consideration into the hopper, um, kind of keep the conversation going. Yeah, I, th- I thought it's a great conversation. It really helps us, I think, think about our faith and in. in worship in the world and our lives and kind of the distinctions we make. So, um, yeah, do you have a Bible verse to start us off? I did. I, you know, you're the one leading the Bible study on Galatians, so I'm maybe stealing your kind of thunder here, but, um, I think of this verse from Galatians chapter three It's verse 28. And it says, there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female for all of you are one in Christ Jesus emphasizing yeah. our our unity not in any of the kind of the earthly distinctions that we maintain among ourselves for lots of good reasons but in Christ we are all one yeah it's a powerful statement yeah you know I had a, a seminary professor who said that when we worship as Christians we are kind of like children playing imagination we're using our minds and our imagination to to pretend that we are living out the kingdom of God for that time of worship. And so they always said that when we gather into a sanctuary or wherever we're worshiping, we are pretending the kingdom of God, which is essentially in some ways, those words. We are like imagining that all of those distinctions that we as humans have put up are gone for this time. And we are all one. There's, you know, no matter how rich or poor, wherever you are, um, we're all one. I thought that's kind of a fun way. Like we're kids walking into a sanctuary to pretend that, you know, there are no distinctions. Yes. <laughs> Trusting in faith that there will come a day when that is yes. fulfilled among yes. us. But we're not, not yet. We're, we're not catching glimpses of communion and preaching That's and scripture right. of that reality. I, so. You know what? There's actually hymns that come to mind when I read this verse too. So I have my ELW open in front of me too. <laughs> oh, yes. um, but there's a hymn that's, gosh, it's probably over a hundred years old. So a, kind of an old oldie, but a goodie. It's called In Christ There Is No East or West. Mm, I'm going to yeah, spare yeah, yeah. you. I'm not going to sing it oh, for you. <laughs> um, but it's emphasizing this. There's no north or south or east or west um, because we are all one community of love throughout the whole wide world. Mm. And uh, kind of driving home that point. And there's, you know, this is a big theme in Christianity. And so there's a number of hymns. Um, I would think two of the church's one foundation. Oh, yeah. That's one that we, we sing a lot. And um, even though we sing these hymns, I, I am not sure if we kind of like absorb the the hymn text and get those words kind of into our hearts and our, our way of, of thinking, but it's there for us as as a resource as we think through what what is our identity when we gather for worship. Yeah, I, I've, since you're pulling out hymns, I think it's a Scandinavian <laughs> hymn that's uh, called This Is My Song. And I, I won't sing it either, but the, the words, are, I mean, the basic, the basic <laughs> idea, it. basic idea of it is like, you know, I love my country. It is my favorite. It's beautiful and stunning, mm-hmm. but I recognize that yours, you think that yours is beautiful and stunning too. And right. God is God of it all. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, was, I always think that it's a very beautiful tune um, that I can't sing, but there, there is a... If Rita people, were here, we would yes. sing it. People would recognize it right away, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah some examples of, of hymns that kind of remind us of that. I think that's um, maybe especially being illustrated right now with the war in Ukraine. And we have so many um, people in our community and in our congregation who um, have served in the military or are veterans yeah. or have loved ones who are veterans. And we we respect and honor that that service. But it's not only because America is great and worth defending, but the people in Ukraine who are just fighting heroically to defend their nation reminds us, I think, of that that very idea that we as as humans um, kind of embrace where we live and the country we call home. But at the end of the day, that's not our eternal, that's not our ultimate identity, that we are brothers and sisters. Yeah. And we, we talked a little bit about freedom too, mm -hmm. you know, that there's, you know, the country we live in, we obviously we've we've grown up here with tremendous freedoms and we love that and it is wonderful. But as Christians, are we recognize that that's a, a temporary freedom? Yeah. And the, what we celebrate when we worship is not where we live. We celebrate the God who loves us and who has given us ultimate freedom in Christ. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. it is a kind of a good distinction to think of. Mm -hmm. I think of too. So um, I don't know. What else do we think about this? What other some things have popped to mind? I think of the first commandment and just, you shall have no other gods before me. And that mm -hmm. kind of just sets the tone for worship and how we're focusing and taking it just an hour out of our week to just focus and have just one, one thing in our minds and hearts. And that's mm -hmm. kind of nice too. Yeah. For all of you who went through uh, Lutheran confirmation, maybe you recall Luther's explanation of <laughs> As he's always asking, what does this mean? So you have no other gods. What does this mean? Luther says, we are to fear, love, and trust God above anything else. And that is sometimes, sometimes that is often hard for us to do because we are, we are more able to trust in and find our security in and find our identity and things that we can see mm -hmm. and touch and know in this sort of earthly sort of way. And yeah. John calls us in that first commandment to trust what we know by faith. And that is God. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's so much vying for our trust, you know, I mean, Absolutely. It, in this world, um, it, it is hard. So we try to like limit the distractions. I think back to so the Reformation, one of our favorite times in history, right? <laughs> With good old Martin Luther, as he was reforming the church, a, kind of a sub-reformation was taking place of a group that were led by like Zwingli and I think a guy named Munster and even Calvin was part of it. It's like, I think it was iconoclasm or mm -hmm. iconoclasts. The basic, their basic idea is like, we should not make anything have anything in our worship space that detracts from God. Yeah, nothing beautiful. Nothing beautiful. No stained glass, no no anything ornate, no, sculptures, no, no art. Paintings. So they destroyed, they didn't just like move yeah. them out. They they smashed them. Yeah. So all of this gorgeous um, religious art was lost to history. Sad. That, yeah. In that chapter. So but that is obviously an extreme. Yeah, Luther, Luther um, during that time kind of parted with them and said, no, that, you know, when I, how, if I'm supposed to picture Christ in my mind, why can't I picture Christ through art yeah. and um you know but the the main point of that was you know and some of that tradition still carries over with some of our like jehovah's witnesses and other groups who like really have very nothing in their yeah. worship space and not only visual arts but also music yeah no, if music. music is music is too wow. beautiful even that can distract you from the beauty of god and so they have no singing 
Yeah. No instruments. Some of the more puritanical branches and right. things um, kind of go that so route. So we have to find kind of a balance through there. You know, Martin Luther was a good Catholic uh, until or, until he decided he had some differences, of course. But um, the idea that things like relics or, you know, that these things would be worshipped, I think, really got under his skin, yeah. too. And so to kind of try and find a middle a middle way where we can hold hold both hold yeah. the beauty of our worship space with the beauty of god mm-hmm. and the the ultimate sort of um i don't know yeah. dominion of god yeah and i mean yeah as we sit here in our sanctuary you, know, you can see the stained glass windows the beautiful things that um that reflect scripture and sayings of jesus and point to us back to God. Right. Um, rich symbols. Rich symbols of our faith. Yeah, they um, symbolize things that mm-hmm. maybe we can't see, but they are represented in a visual form for us. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I think of is, you know, all the funerals we have here. Mm-hmm. And um, we do a lot of those. <laughs> it, does, it does, unfortunately, you know, and uh, so many of folks watching this or listening to this will have experienced that. But one distinction that we really try to make and really most Lutheran churches in particular try to make is, is when the casket is here, in the worship space, when the service has started, um, we put a baptismal pall. All of the other items um, might be put up onto the side of sorts, but they're not central. It's about the pall, reminding us again of that freedom that we have in Christ, um, is here during the worship. And for those who are service members, then when we get to the graveside, that you know the pall comes off when we're done with worship, and then maybe if a flag will go over it yeah. for for that time. And I always actually really appreciate that more when we don't kind of blur those two together. But there's this is what we're focusing on now. We're focusing on our faith and on the eternal promise of the resurrection during worship. And then when we go uh, and for the military honors, we get to focus on what that is. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't neither one distracts from the other in that way. I, I've always kind of appreciated that a bit. Um, yeah, that is, I mean, it's supposed to remind us of our, our baptism. And when we're clothed in the righteousness yeah. of Christ, that's that's the basis of our hope at, at someone's death is that in our baptism, we're baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. resurrection. Yeah. And so it's a very, that's a very powerful symbol to me too, yeah. because um, to, to bring us back full circle, back to, to baptism. And um, that's something that we all get to share in and, yeah, a very comforting and assuring um, promise. Yeah, so when we're thinking about eternal life, I mean, that that Paul is a reminder that, you know, whatever's happened on this earth is now done for that person. Mm-hmm. Whatever country, yeah. anything, that is all. everyone gets the same exact Paul. It all, yeah, no matter exact what. exact same Paul. Because it is Christ's righteousness that all of us are clothed yeah. in. And... Mm-hmm. And so no matter if you're, if the casket underneath was $100 or $2,000, it looks the same at the Mm -hmm. foot of the cross um, because that is how God sees the church. We're wrapped in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, Yeah. So I I think of other times like, uh, you know, like baseball games and Mm -hmm. um, parades and stuff when the flag is flying and and maybe there's someone singing the national anthem or something. And I think of those times, those are beautiful. I mean, they're great. They're, it's a great opportunity for our whole community to come together mm-hmm. to um, to celebrate that. And I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I, I look forward to that. Um, but I, I, what I think, you know, for Christians, the, the rub for that when we're doing it in our worship space is that it feels like all of a sudden that church and state that we fought so hard for when we first started our mm-hmm. country kind of starts uh, kind of getting blurred again. Those distinctions aren't kept. Um, yeah, because so. I mean, it, as we're seeing again, 
um, in this moment, like it gets a little bit dangerous and really sticky when your government is involved in your church. And in mm-hmm. a lot of Europe and Russia in particular, there's a state church. Mm-hmm. And as you say, we fought so hard for that mm-hmm. um, separation in this country so that we don't have to worry about the government coming in and saying, no, this is what, this is how you will worship. This is what you will do. Yeah. This is who you will be for me. Yeah. And kind of using that then to their own games, like, I mean, using Russia where the church has been kind of co-opted by the government to justify their evil saying, well, God is, is blessing this invasion because God wants it. And mm-hmm. we're a mouthpiece. The church becomes a mouthpiece. And because if they don't, if they're not, then they're not patriotic to their Russian nice. country. And that, it just becomes really kind of dangerous. Yeah. You know? um, and in our country, then the church has an opportunity to be a little more of a prophetic voice that if our, our government decides to go and, and take over another country and overflow, overthrow their elected um, leader. Which we've done. <laughs> yes, right. But then the church is in the position to say, this is unjust. This is right. not right. Um, whereas, as you say, in, in Russia, they don't have that opportunity to. In lots of places, too. I mean, you know, yeah. there's other, other places where that's been the case, you know, um, as well. So it is kind of hard to think because we have such a love for a lot of folks have such love for their country that they yeah. they kind of put those together and so it's really understandable that 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 that's easy to to mush together but i think again when we walk through those doors for worship there is a a time and a place and a distinction made and that, that's kind of what we're trying to I yeah think, and I, that's not new today no I mean, no we, no we tend to think like oh this is just a very pressing issue of the moment but um for a long time in the christian church it would have been unthinkable to have yeah. uh an ethnic or um, cultural flag in the worship space. Like that would have just been so mind blowing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it came to be somewhat normal in this part of the world in the midst of um, immigrants trying to convince their neighbors who were not being very friendly to them that no, we are Americans. Mm-hmm. We are not Germans. We are not associated with, you know, the aggressors in this latest world war. And um, so they, they felt they, had to do that as an assurance that they were not traitors and were yeah. good citizens. We are not in that position in 2022. No. Yeah, that was back in World War One. So it, you know, the last hundred years or so is when that started. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, we are not in that position um, today. And actually, you know, our flag has been gone for two and a half ish years uh, yeah. over kind of um, coincidence. It ended up in the Pioneer Hall. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always actually thought that was a perfect place for it. We gather for worship, we focus on Christ, and as we leave, we remember the country that we're in, the community mm-hmm. we live in, and that go in peace and serve the Lord. It's like, yes, yeah, serve the Lord in the place that I right. find myself. This is the context where we're called to live out our vocation yeah. as citizens. And Martin Luther was, again, very big on this whole idea of, of citizenship being a a calling, a vocation that mm-hmm. each of us have that we serve within our communities and in our, our countries. Yeah. So it is it is a good spot to be yeah. to be reminded. We also have flags in our um, parish, parish hall, hall yeah. and we where we gather for fellowship. Um, we have some scouts awesome. groups that meet there, right. and you know they do their thing, and um, which is great. And uh, but yeah, and I think like for for I'm not a service member in, in the military, but like mm-hmm. for anyone really who's a citizen of this country to, to see the flag on their way into the Sometimes what we call the mission field, you know, yeah, where we're, we are called um, just that is a reminder for us of kind of a practical way that this is where we're going to serve now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we can so, make it a better place than it is already, you hopefully. know, by yeah. spreading 
the light and love of Christ with those we encounter. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think those are some ways that I think we've maybe thought about it. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what other folks out there have thought about it or questions they have. You know, this is, I think, an open conversation. We, we want people to be able to share what they're thinking and wondering too. And we're open to yeah. talk about it. And, um, and I think we should also just acknowledge that this is a really emotional mm -hmm. topic yes. for a lot of people. So we want to acknowledge that um, and just, just say we know there's a lot of very strong feelings about this. Mm -hmm. um, which is good. You should listen to your feelings. Um, ultimately, though, as the church, we are we are again focusing back here to scripture and our theological tradition. But there's always that kind of interplay, and and it's all part of this, the discussion. So, so yeah, the complexities yeah. of this world we live, right? Yes, it is lives part of we being live. human. Yeah, it indeed. So. Well, this has been fun to uh, do our first wandering in the world. Probably not our last. No, I think if there's other ideas for <laughs> topics or conversations you want to hear more about, I mean, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll tackle them. We'll yeah. tackle them, share two cents. Um, you know, as, as we're not like experts, I think. We are the pastors of this church and leaders of this mm -hmm. place, but um, yeah, we're open to, to talk. So any, any final closing thoughts? No, friends? hit us up for coffee if you have stuff to share. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. So, um, well, uh, until we have another wandering in the world, thanks for joining us for myself and Pastor Brandy and Melissa. We hope you all um, have a great day and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.